Smear. One plus three, carry the twelve. Holy smokes, Bruce! It looks like we hit an even dozen. Cliff, this is amazing, Bree. Bruce, this is are you cutting really, the cheese really over amazing. there? Bruce, this, come on, are you cutting this, the cheese? This stuff is like sixty percent milk fat, and it is amazing. You're cutting. I can feel my arteries hardening, and I cannot. The taste is exquisite. The only thing that matches is Bree right now. And if you're at the cottage, you know, you've just got to get into the finer things of life. Things that kill you are the things that are the best things. I mean, we all like those the best. And this Brie is, like as I say, well, they can remove limbs, but this stuff rots you from inside. It plugs your arteries, and it is so tasty. But we counterbalance it, as all life should have balance, with a good... Single, sandwich. single malt scotch. So what Cliff and I are having right now with our brie is McClellan's single malt scotch whiskey from, I don't know how you say this in Scotland because I'm sure I'm saying this wrong, but Islay or Islay. Islay. That's the one. Uh, so we are Whatever. taking this very nutrient filtered through peat moss, fragrant aroma, and we're counterbalancing that to, uh, to kill off the... Uh, the bad effects of this brie, which is absolutely amazing. Hey, you uh, know, sorry, over to you, Cliff. I'm if just... you're going to eat stuff that's bad for you, you got to take in something to sterilize the inner wounds. Mm. And I'm thinking, you know, a little not really rubbing alcohol, it, uh, it ought to do the trick. You know how good this scotch smells, let alone tastes amazing. I know. It's, you know, my wife's a really avid gardener. She loves gardening. She loves doing her gardens and everything. And, uh, you know, she, one of the things she likes to add to her gardens is peat moss. And I keep thinking, you know, I take one sniff of that stuff and I think, what a waste. Babe, bring it up, put it in a glass, please. Mm-hmm. Why are you wasting that in the garden? Because it's just, just, it's just, it's just, just, it's just way too, just put, it's just, peat is just way too strong. Pass the whiskey through it and uh, I'll drink it. There you go. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure if you took a bale of peat moss and you, you, you poured a bottle of rubbing alcohol through it, you could probably come up with some pretty decent scotch. <laughs> So that would be pretty good. So anyway, Bruce, um, I was up here the other. I was up here to mow the grass. You and, were, uh, yeah. And you know something? What? <laughs> the bugs are really, really bad. Guess what, Cliff? Yeah. It's summer and cottage country. Um, yeah, but you didn't tell me that uh, once the black flies established and the mosquitoes came in. Well. That they called in air support from the horse flies. Absolutely. Um, that's like not fair. Well, you know, usually May is black fly season. I don't even come up in May. It's just not worth it. It's July, I rent the cottage out because I get paid for it, and the mosquitoes are here. I don't even bit. And then August, well, towards July, August, then the horse flies and deer flies come out. Now, for those of you who aren't used to cottage country, horse flies are almost as big as a horse. That's where they get their, their name from. They take just a big wad of flesh out of you. The deer flies, now that's different. They are persistent. They don't take that big chunk. They are the guys with the delta wing formation. They look like they've been designed by Boeing for the U.S. military. These guys just hone in, and damn, they're just uh, they're just devastating. But they take a little bite out of you, but they hurt. But, yeah, so, Cliff, you hit the uh, kind of cusp, as it were, I guess between mosquito season and uh, the fl- the horse fly, deer fly season. Yeah, but that's okay, you know, because I realize, that, you know, hey, being cottage country and being the cottage and everything, of course, it is, you know, a, a, a buggy environment. Being out in the woods, hey, you can't get, you, you can't deny that. 
So I, I know we've got a, a, a good supply of, uh, of off and uh, uh, um, uh, 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 muscal and, and, and all kinds of manner of uh, insect repellents and, and, and chemicals and stuff that's going to keep me safe for the insects. So Cliff, I have something that you don't even know I have. And I don't know if this is going to allow me to get over to this cupboard or not. But I got to tell you, even, even the industrial, even the industrial off, it's it's it, it, it the stuff just the stuff just does not. It's, it's, I mean, I, I I lathered up and I kind of kind of kind of assumed that uh, that it would uh, protect me from from the uh, from the bugs and everything. And you know something? What I found? What I did you fired find up, out? I fired up the old cottage mower. Yeah. And and by the way, I got to give full credit to the cottage mower. That, that was a uh, tool of the week several episodes ago. That thing, and that thing is absolutely amazing. It's it's still running after all these years. Hey, we got to do some serious body work because the holes in the fenders on that thing. Yeah, it's it's firing rocks out of there. I mean, I, that, hey, that that thing's going to start shooting down seagulls. You know, darn soon. that sucker has so many rust spots in it and openings, but they're all clogged with old grass that usually nothing gets through unless it's a real projectile. Oh, that's the mistake. I cleaned the grass out of it. Oh, now, never mind. Now, Cliff. When you were out there, there's a couple of tools, we'll use that loosely, that you can use to protect yourself. And you, you talked about mescal and DEET, and I think you're going to talk about some others. But I want to bring you to this point where I said, you, I have something here that you don't even know I have. Oh, I, bought I, this, I bought this back in the 70s, and I still have it here. And I just pulled the little jar out. And this is the original muscal. Now, I, I've got a can of muscal in front of me. And this muscal, if you look in the ingredients, has... Now, DEET is this magical thing, D-E-E-T, which nobody knows why, but apparently it repels mosquitoes. That's what's in all the standard uh, sprays. So I've got a selection of them in front of me. So I have the current muscal, eight hours of effective protection against mosquitoes. Also repels black flies, biting midge, deer flies... Stable flies, ticks, and charges, 23.5% DEET. Now, that's a standard thing. I've got here deep wood off, and it as well uh, has DEET in it to a certain concentration. I can't find the exact number here, but, you know, it's standard. I've got lifestyle, uh, chase mystique. Oh, sorry, that's the French side. Uh, insect repellent, guaranteed DEET. 25%. So we got 23.5% for Muscal. We get 25% for the Life, that's the store brand. Which is pretty good because that's damn near a quarter. That's damn near a quarter. I have the original Muscal from the 1970s. I used canoeing. DEET. 95% pure DEET. Now, this stuff, I swear, I had this out of my pat- canoeing with paddles, which had plastic handles and aluminum chaffs. When I had it on my hands, it actually melted the plastic handles. This stuff keeps mosquitoes away. You may not live, but it keeps the friggin' mosquitoes away. Nobody in Canada, and I challenge anybody in the States to come up with an insect repellent that is 95% DEET. I'm the, probably the only one alive who still has this stuff. So, so, putting, so putting that stuff on to keep the mosquitoes away would be kind of like going to the prom gl- dance with tape on your glasses to keep the girls away? <laughs> probably works just as well. 
That would do it. Well, you know, I host myself down with the muscal and with the deep woods off and with all the other sprays. And I kind of figured, you know, I mean, like, you know, hey, Bob Azumi and all these other people, they like they, they endorse this stuff like it'll protect it from the bugs. Yeah, exactly. And but, you know, they didn't have the original DEET and neither did you. So you well, so you had to look for some other alternatives. Well, what I realized is that they did protect me from the insects uh, for about halfway down the driveway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they kind of gave up. What now, gave the, up? The insects? Uh, no, no, no. The insect repellent. Oh, okay. No, the insects. The insects. I think actually, to be honest with you, I don't think the in, I don't think the bug repellent turned the insects off was at all. I think they were just waiting for me to get far enough away from the cottage. I apologize. I'm still eating the, this brie and the, the crackers. Was, it's amazing. The, uh, Bruce, you're still cutting the cheese. Yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful. You really got to quit cutting the cheese, Bruce. It's 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 really you know this is cottage country. We've got mm. to think about the environment. Just I'm going to chase it with the little single malt scotch. But you, you were halfway down the driveway, and the mosquitoes. So I yeah, I mean they they just not only do the mosquitoes get you, but the black flies come in, and then they call in for air support from the horse flies and the deer flies, and uh, you can't run fast enough to get back to the cottage. I know that. I've been there. So I gave up on the bug sprays, and you, you know what I found worked? What? A uh, a, a a bug shirt. Oh, here's our here's 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 one of our staff members, Oreo, coming back in. Just came back in. She's been out hunting. Oreo's just come back from a business trip. Hey, Oreo, how's business? Did you sell anything? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, useless executive, sucking salary. So okay. anyway, I put on the bug shirt. You know what a bug shirt is, Bruce? Right? Absolutely. It's like really fine. What's, fish a, what's net. a what's a bug shirt, Cliff? It's it's a shirt made out of mosquito netting. And it covers your head and everything. Okay, it looks pretty geeky. It looks pretty dorky. But you know something? What? I laugh in the face of mosquitoes. Well, I've seldom laughed at mosquitoes. Okay, my face might be worth laughing at, but I laugh in the face of mosquitoes. And they laugh in the face of, in my face? Something like that. So I've been looking like, like a dork as you mowed the lawn. stirring. It. By the way, mosquitoes... When it's warm out, you always want to breeze because it keeps the, the bugs down. Mosquitoes hide out in the foliage, particularly in the grass. So when the grass gets long, you've got more mosquitoes. You want to cut the grass down. Oh, yeah, I but noticed it, that. But as, you know, I that's, the, as I cut the grass, i got more mosquitoes around Yeah, me. and that's the catch-22 because when the grass gets longer, you've got to go out and cut the grass to get rid of the mosquitoes. But, of course, when you cut the grass, you stir up all the mosquitoes that are in the grass. So you think if I would stayed off the grass while I mowed the lawn, I would have not stirred up the mosquitoes? Absolutely, but it's kind of hard to do. i got to work on that. Maybe we've got to do a radio-controlled cottage mower. You know, the, the, the thing is that Cliff hasn't quite caught on, which I don't know if I should bring this up here, is I don't have this problem. Because I cut the grass. Exactly. <laughs> Thank God for the bug shirt. I've never had the problem with the mosquitoes cutting the grass. Hey, Bruce, I think we need staff. Maybe that's because the mosquitoes never cut the grass. No, I'm, but it's actually Cliff who goes out and does it, and uh, he's, he's been a great guy, and I greatly appreciate it on several levels, and hopefully he won't catch on and will continue to do this for me. <laughs> because because you got bigger fish to fry. Absolutely. And, 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 and I mean that in a roundabout way. So I hear you had troubles with the, uh, with the water line the other oh, weekend. Oh, jeez. You know, I, I'm not a big snorkeler or scuba diver. I've gone out down to Cuba and, and and Hawaii and done the you know one lesson where you put the tanks on and go watch the fish and that was actually Hawaii was a great tale. The, the guy who took us out in an underwater camera and at the there's kind of a cliff not not a cliff but a rock drop and people would jump in particularly women and they would lose their ba- their bikini tops and he would just sit under there with his 
tanks on and take pictures with us under wire camera of these women jumping in and losing their tops. But that's another story. So I've done a minimal, the point is, I've done a minimal amount of, of skin diving. I've done a fair amount of snorkeling. And uh, at the cottage here, there's not a whole lot to see, but I snorkel out a bit. Now, one of the primary rules of going out in the water, snorkeling or skin diving, whatever, is always the buddy system. Uh, I've taken the swimming. I've taken the life-saving. Always swim with a buddy. Well, I didn't do that. And I rarely do because I don't have a buddy to swim with. Where was your buddy, Bruce? Uh, my buddy was back in the city probably drinking beer, Cliff. Where were you? Uh, I was. I think I was in the city drinking beer. Yeah, probably. So anyway, I had a bit of a, and a couple... What what happened is I looked out on the lake and the we have the uh, intake for the water which feeds the cottage and the foot valve is sitting out in the lake and it's marked by a uh, just basically a Javix bottle float sitting up there and the Javix bottle had sunk so obviously there's a hole in it either it just got weathered and old or somebody hit it with the boat whatever it was sinking there's only about an inch of draft on it I can only see the top inch. And so I thought, well, i got to go out and change that bottle, put a new one on so we can, uh, one, you you got to find it so you can haul the foot valve out to clean it, clean off the filter and also take it in the winter. Uh, but, hey, there's nothing, you know, why do something today that you can do tomorrow? So I waited till uh, tomorrow, which became today. And lo and behold, the water bottle was out of sight. It completely sunk. So I threw on my flippers, my mask, my snorkel. Uh, spit in them, you know, so they don't fog up, all that good stuff. Jumped in the canoe, threw a life jacket in the canoe, paddled out to the first marker buoy, tied the canoe to that one, jumped in the water, swam out to the second marker buoy. Now, I've always gone out before with a knife strapped on my leg. Uh, so, number one, always swim with a buddy. Yeah, but we always kind of laughed at you for number going out two, with a knife strapped to your leg. Absolutely. My former laughed at me. My buddy Cliff laughed at me. Other people laughed at me for having this neon orange thing wrapped around my leg with my hunting knife. It's not so, like you're going to get attacked by a shark out there, Bruce. Yeah, I know. The snapping turtles are out there, but they're not likely to get you unless you're swimming without a bathing suit and you're trolling. So, you know, as much as that's not going to happen, I have my bathing suit on. I was pretty safe. But, I, I, you know, quite frankly, I couldn't remember where, where my hunting knife was, where I put it last fall. And I'm tired of people laughing at me. So I was down on my, you know, I was at this point, I was at my own. Nobody else was around. So I just jumped in the canoe and went out and said, screw it. I took the life jacket out with me, which I would always do in the canoe. And I even thought about taking the life jacket in the water with me. But I thought, no, I'm going to dive down. The life jacket's going to float away. What am I going to do with it? The heck with it, I'll leave it in the canoe. So I tied the canoe to the first boy, jumped in, swam over to where the second one should have been, dove down, saw it at the bottom, grabbed it. Took it up. And meanwhile, I had a second uh, Javix bottle boy with me. Uh, so I'm treading water, trying to get the, the knot, the rope off the first one, which is tied down to the uh, foot valve, to the filter for the water intake. And as I'm doing that, I, I, there's a lot of weeds in our lake, and there's more every year. And it's just, I can't get this darn weed off my lake. So it's bothering me, but I, I'm ignoring it treading water, finally get the boy unconnected, tie on the new one, let it float away a little bit, and now I start focusing on this darn weed that's on my leg. So I reach down to grab this thing, and lo and behold, I pull it up. It's not a weed. It's a friggin' fishing line, a nylon fishing line. 
that's been snagged to the bottom, and from some fishermen, it's broken. And you hear about loons getting tied up in fishing lines and stuff. I was anchored to the bottom. Fortunately, my head was above water, but when I went down to get that sunken boy, I entangled, entangled my leg in a line. I got back up, and now I was stuck. I panicked for about three seconds, and I thought, no, I'm a strong swimmer. I can deal with this. But the bottom line was, I am anchored to the bottom of the lake. My head is above the water so I can breathe, but I'm treading water. My life jacket's in the canoe. The canoe is anchored to a buoy, both of which are further away than I can reach because I can't move. So, and I'm, then I look over, and ah, there's some people on the dock at the next cottage. But this is kind of embarrassing. I must be able to get this thing undone. So I tried to rip it, tried to break it, can't. And I don't have my friggin' knife. Now I'm starting to get a little bit more worried, and I thought, well, you know what? I've got to get help here. So I called the people on the dock. And fortunately, I didn't panic. If I would panicked, I mean, I could have been in a very serious situation. So they started to come out. I said, no, bring a knife. And then I started thinking, as I calmed down, since I had help coming, well, hold on. I've got this water jug floating over here. So I grabbed it. It gave me enough buoyancy that I could now reach down on my foot without sinking my head at the same time. And what I found out was I didn't have one strand of fishing line around my ankle, but because I had been treading water in a circular motion, I had, and I'm guessing here, but probably 15 to 20 wraps around my ankle, anchoring me to the bottom. Now I get a little more worried. But because I've been able to hold this jug, I can now reach down with my, without my head going under the water. I reach my hands down. I can't get it off my ankle. And I've got a big flipper on. So think. Take off the flipper. And I managed to hook my finger through all those threads, wedge the thing over, and, and work it off of my ankle and free myself. And it was just the canoe from the neighbors was about halfway out. So I survived to tell this story. But i got to tell you, the bottom line when you go out swimming, if you're going to be working around ropes, even if you, you know, in my case, the rope wasn't the, the issue, but the fact that I was working around ropes, you take your knife, Two, never go out by yourself, which is what I did. I mean, I know better, and yet I did it anyway. And I got myself into a very difficult situation that could have been a tragic situation that could have been all over for me. So I got out of it, and uh, I had backup in, forms, in the form of my neighbors. If I hadn't got out of myself, they would have at least passed me a knife, and I would have probably survived. But I'll tell you, if the neighbors weren't there, and if I had panicked, it would have been all over for me. We would not be doing this broadcast today. So that was my uh, adventure, as you might want to call it. Well, so you know, anyway, back to you, Cliff. I won't go. Well, you know, all, all, all you had to do was, you know, like like whip out your cell phone and call me, dude, because I would have been there for you. Yeah, you know what? I was only an hour and forty-five minutes away. Damn, I didn't leave. I left my knife on shore, and guess what? I left my cell phone on shore too. Okay. Next time you go scuba diving, take your cell phone with you, and if you get into any trouble. Call me, and I'll be there in under two and a half hours. If you have, I'm there for you, dude. If you have any question about how much I'm enjoying this uh, 27% milk fat brie and this single malt scotch. Okay, the fishing, line this, didn't, the fishing line didn't kill you? It didn't <laughs> kill me, and I'm enjoying this because I now appreciate life so much more. Let me go get you some... Uh, let me go get you some... Uh, some 
smoking, stomping, fume potato chips. Hey, we got smoked salmon in the fridge. We haven't attacked that. Oh, there we go. Tonight. Smoked salmon, cream cheese on bagels for breakfast. I'm, a, I'm having a little more single, oops, single malt, folks. I'm passing up on the DEET. You, you didn't <laughs> knock over the, the bug malt. spray, did you? So anyway, Bruce. Yo. Uh, hey, tool of the day. Tool of the day. I don't know. we got to think about this. Is, this I, is, don't, I don't think I we know, have to think too far, one, Cliff. Um, I don't know. It's just, I think tool of the day should have been your uh, your your your, if, your 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 diving knife. Well, no, I if don't think so. Taking it with you. I don't think so. You know, if anybody goes out there without their knife when they're working around ropes underwater, if anybody ignores the most common sense of the world, that is always go out with the buddy, the buddy system, and they ignore that and go out on their own with nobody around, not even anybody on the dock watching them. I think that person has to be the tool of the day. So I no, stand, that's I, turkey of the day. I stand or turkey of the day. Yeah, I stand up, and I fully accept uh, the honor, if you will. I am definitely today the turkey of the day. Absolutely, turkey of the day. Hey, Bruce, you win that one. And I don't know. What do you think? That's your tool of the day. Should it be your? Well, it can't be your. Di- as much as it should be your diving knife, because you didn't have it strapped on your leg, it really can't be that. I think the tool of the day this week, it's got to be the bug shirt. I don't care what that guy in the commercial says about, you know, mosquitoes light, but they don't bite. Yeah, he's right. They don't, they light, but they don't bite. No, they just like whip out a knife and fork and hot lop off a pound of flesh and fly home with it. And that's where they bite. So I think, I think the tool of the day has got to be the mosquito net bug shirt. You know what, Cliff, I agree with you. As geeky as it looks, it absolutely works. And if you don't have this uh, reserve of 95% DEET from the 70s, which uh, no one has except me, uh, and, you know, to melt your skin off, I think the bug shirt is the way to go. Actually, you know something, Bruce? Yeah. I got two of those bug shirts. What do you say we uh, put them on? What do you say we uh, put on those? uh, We we don those bad boys and we head off to McTeer. Hey. Hey, it's Saturday night, man. Let's, Let's see if we can go pick up chicks. That sounds good to me. You think you think those bug shirts will do it? I think I think they'd impress. Awesome. We let's can do, go to the whistle stop. Let's go to the whistle stop with the bug shirts on. Hey, should we should we keep the headsets too? Dan, you know what? You, the fact that you would even share this with me, Cliff, I, you are such a great friend. I mean, not many people would share the bug bug shirts. So, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Yeah, I'm, I'm your wingman. Thank you very much. I'm there for you, dude. I, I'm with you. Let's let's go to McTeer. Awesome. We're out of here. We're off to McTeer with the bug shirts and the headsets. We got our whistle stop. We yeah. Got our, we got our tools of the day, and we're heading heading up north. All I can say, Bruce, is don't tell my wife. Not that she's not sitting three feet away and can't hear it, but maybe she ain't listening. I won't hey, tell her, Cliff. To everybody, thanks for watching. It. Yeah, right. If you're watching, you're a bigger idiot than we are. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tanging into Cottage Tech. Hope you get to your cottage. Hey, we'd like to thank you for listening to episode number 12 of Cottage Tech. Hey, it's an even dozen in the can. Uh, didn't think we'd make it this far, but we're happy we did. Uh, it's been lots of fun. We're going to continue going on there. Um, uh, even if we do survive McTeer with the bug shirts and the, uh, the muscal cologne. I'm pretty sure we did. It's just a Saturday night and McTeer ain't that fast. Uh, anyway, I'd like to issue a special thanks to Jeremiah Fleming of, uh, of PodsafeAudio.com for the intro and outro music. Jeremiah, we like your stuff. Going to continue playing it. Uh, 
by all means, go check out uh, podsafeaudio.com. Look for Jeremiah Fleming. He's got lots of nice jazz up there. And, of course, there's lots of other good stuff on podsafeaudio.com as well. And, of course, it's Creative Commons license. So, uh, uh, so it's a pretty good place to find tunes. Uh, anyway, that's uh, episode 10 in the can. On behalf of Bruce Hansen and everybody else up here, I'm Cliff Robertson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you get to your cottage. <laughs>